with the margins that we were operating on, with the discounts on Prime Day, we weren't in a position to spend as much as we could. We were about breaking even on every sale. And we really view Prime Day as a day to increase organic ranking and to build brand exposure and awareness. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Schellert from Ad Advance, and today I'm really excited to have Noah Salzal join the uh, podcast. Noah is a member of our team. He's one of our account managers and has some awesome case studies that we can talk through. So, Noah, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you for the warm welcome, Joe. It's good to be here. Yeah. So, Noah, for people who aren't familiar with you, maybe give us a quick background, kind of what you did before Ad Advance and general experience at Ad Advance. Yeah. So, my name's Noah Salzel. I am not a Duluth local, but from Minnesota. So, I came to Duluth to study at University of Minnesota Duluth, specifically marketing analytics. I fell in love with the area and actually Matt, the other co-founder who you're familiar with, came to my class one afternoon and gave a presentation about Ad Advance, and I was very intrigued, to say the least. So fast forward about another year and a half from when that happened, I reached back out after I had graduated, and we started having the conversation, seeing if I could come on board, and luckily enough, I I got the position, and here I am today. Um, so it's been a ride. I've had a lot of fun. It's my first real professional working experience. I've had internships before specifically at Jack Link's Beef Jerky. So if you're familiar with that, you know, that's an awesome brand. I had a great time working there as well, but learned a lot of things that are helping me do my job here. And, you know, Matt and Joe are great. So super excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's really fun. There's a, there's an awesome marketing analytics program just in the area at University of Minnesota Duluth. So awesome to have you on the team. And so today what we're going to be covering is walking through some different cases on trying to drive traffic outside of peak days. You know, we've gone through other episodes, like we just had one with Melissa not too long ago, where we were talking through like driving traffic on Prime Day, what that looked like. But Noah has some awesome case studies too on, all right, what's it look like if we're trying to drive traffic off of peak days? You know, kind of stuff that you can implement outside of just those typical holiday shopping periods. So, Noah, maybe if you want to just kind of dive into it and just give us a uh, breakdown on, you know, what the situation was, and then I'll just probe and ask questions as we go. Awesome. I'm sure you will. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. So, yeah, like Joe said, you know, we're going to be talking about how to drive traffic and really manufacture, you know, increased session counts and impressions on days outside of peak selling days. So we get a lot of questions, you know, after Prime Day and after Black Friday, like how do we recreate these sales numbers and just overall traffic in general to our products? And the answer is there's got to be a pretty detailed plan starting, you know, a couple weeks in advance to build relevancy and really put some investment in on marketing dollars to generate that traffic. Speaking about these shopping holidays, everyone knows Black Friday and Prime Day, right? There's a lot of marketing done by large companies. You know, you see Target ads everywhere for Black Friday. Amazon does a great job of promoting Prime Day. So people generally know that there's going to be a shopping holiday. Sure. For so these, you're not having to manufacture the whole traffic. It's just really trying to get to stand out on those peak days. Exactly. You know that people know about it. 
there's going to be this increased influx of people coming onto the web page and really just making yourself appear on top of search is really big for those days. Now, on days that aren't Prime Day and Black Friday, people may not be as inclined to come on Amazon.com to shop. And you really have to put a concerted effort to make sure that you're building a a large targeting pool for DSP and just making sure that you're showing up for the right keywords organically beforehand so you can maximize traffic both from ads and from organic views and clicks. So really what we did and kind of the case study that we're going to talk about today is we had a deal of the day for one of my clients in early May. It was after Mother's Day and we're specifically looking at like the beauty category and face care category more specifically. Sure. So it'd have been really nice if we would have got it right before Mother's Day. I mean, that would have been (laughs) awesome. The stars did not align, however, so we did not get it before Mother's Day, and we couldn't hop on those shopping trends. Yeah, Um, so so it's kind of cool, too, to to know that we kind of missed, like, one of those peak shopping days, especially for this type of product. And so that's where this case study is occurring, just, you know, provide a little bit more context there. Yeah, we were... The client was really, really <laughs> wanting to get it before, but yep. um, it fell through at the last minute, kind of got pushed back. So luckily we did know that beforehand and about three to four months or four weeks, excuse me, before we had this deal today, we had a long call. We had a conversation. Okay. We missed having Mother's Day. We missed the traffic that was going to be coming from that shopping holiday. What can we do to recreate kind of those types of conditions for our deal of the day? Sure. So what we looked at is, okay, what are the categories that our products are in? Starting at the very basics. We had several different deals going. So what we did was we looked at the top search term volume keywords in each one of the relevant categories. Mm -hmm. And we created a ranking campaign about three weeks beforehand to show up at top of search, build relevancy for the keywords, get sales and get clicks. So for those who aren't familiar with the ranking campaign, kind of walk through that general strategy and what you implemented there. Yeah. So we look at search term volume in the relevant categories and we build like three to five keywords in this campaign. High top of search settings, fixed bids, and a large budget. Basically just ensuring that we're showing up right on top for keywords that are searched the most. Um, This is the best way to increase sales velocity just with the increased volume that you're seeing. And, you know, it's going to drive a lot of clicks. And even if they don't convert right then, that's going to be in the retargeting pool that we're going to use on that deal of the day to then reserve ads to those shoppers make sure that they're aware that we have this deal running and they can circle back now that we have you know a compelling offer sure so when we talk through like ranking campaigns like typically like noah just outlined we're focusing on top of search and the key reason for that is top of search has an awesome click-through rate because it's showing up at the top of search, you know, it's top of the fold. And a lot of people still don't realize that there's ads on Amazon, or if they do, they don't even take that into account when what they're going to click on. And so, you know, we can see click rates like orders of magnitude higher than other search results or other ads, just like product page. I mean, the click through rate is just so much higher for a top of search. 
And then the same thing for conversion rate too. So conversion rate typically is two times higher than product page or rest of search. And so what we like to do with these ranking campaigns, like Noah said, is really focus on say the top three to five keywords, the keywords that we know are going to generate a ton of search volume. All right, let's get aggressive with those with our top of search. We're going to generate more sales velocity. That sales velocity is going to give the right flags to Amazon to say, okay, we should rank them higher organically too, or let's increase their relevancy because they're obviously relevant for these keywords. And that can really set you up for success just in general to rank for these keywords, but also for different events like you're describing right now. Yeah. So in addition to these high volume keywords, we were also looking at showing our ads on the top ranking competitors. So in the relevant categories, I did the same type of thing. I picked the top three products and we use pretty aggressive sponsor display and sponsor products campaign kind of to do the same thing. Get a bunch of clicks, get a bunch of impressions, show the flag knowing that on this deal today, all those clicks will be retargeted with DSP. And once we have that compelling offer, we'll drive the sale. So it's nice to have kind of them happening at the exact same time. It builds relevancy. Like Joe had said, you may not benefit from the organic placements from these competitor targeting, but you know, those clicks are going to be super valuable, especially, you know, on a day when it isn't a traffic holiday and you're really just trying to build the largest audience possible to drive sales and velocity on the deal of the day. Sure. Yeah. And so for this case too, like for the competitor retargeting, what specifically were you targeting? Was it ASINs or how, how did you build that out? Yeah. So looking at amazon.com on our own PDPs, seeing what categories we were ranked in, simply clicking into that, looking at the competitors in the top five placements and picking out the most alike hours. So looking at price point, looking at reviews and just the product offering itself, using that to inform the decision and just picking the top three most relevant ASINs that I could. Um, and with aggressive bids for both sponsor display and sponsor products, you know, owning as much real estate as possible on those was really my key objective. Sure. So it's really trying to generate as much traffic ahead of this event too, and as much awareness and also get that sales velocity going with either the conquesting or the competitor targeting strategies and top of search. Exactly. Yep. Cool. So then after that, what'd you do? So after that, that's the buildup. Well, in addition to that, actually almost forgot about a whole aspect. We ran some DSP upper funnel strategies. So looking at the relevant categories in the Amazon pre-built audiences um, and using purchase exclusions for all of our products. Of course, we don't want to serve ads to someone who's already bought from us. Just really getting as much clicks and impressions as possible. Again, trying to build up the pool of sessions that we'd be able to retarget on the deal of the day. So just like what we had been doing on the platform, you know, we're running these campaigns three to four weeks beforehand, really the perfect um, purchase consideration window, making sure that, you know, we're not serving ads for someone who looked at this 90 days ago. We want all this traffic to be in the last 30 days. Therefore, you know, they're way more likely to come back and convert when we have that compelling offer. Sure. So, yeah. so upper funnel strategies with DSPA and really key intent was to kind of build that audience that then you could retarget during the, the key event. Yep. 
everything that was being done before this deal today was really focusing on, okay, what can we do to get the largest retargeting pool possible? Sure. And how can we increase organic rank beforehand so we have those placements on the deal of the day in addition to any ad placements that we're going to have? We want to have as much exposure as possible. Doing it with organic is, you know, equally as important as doing it with ads. So building up relevancy for high value keywords and for product targets that rank well in the category. Um, you know, really just trying to do everything that we can to make sure that people are seeing us beforehand and clicking onto our PDP. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. All right. So we've got ranking campaigns in place. We're targeting main competitors and now we have upper funnel DSP strategies going. So this is all helping to build that audience, generate that sales velocity. You're probably getting some extra orders ahead of time too, as an extra side benefit. Um, so now kind of walk us through like the actual day of. Yeah. So on the actual deal of the day, we had one and a half million impressions, which is pretty huge. Looking at where it had been before, you know, we're looking to double or triple what we usually are operating at on a daily basis. Um, that being said, we drove $36,000 in sales at a 25% ACOS. With the massive discount that we were offering, it was up to 50% on some products. We actually saw a decrease in ACOS, which is huge. AOV is one of the main variables in the ACOS equation. Average so order you, value. Thanks, Joe. Yep. So, so when you cut that in half, you have to see a boost in conversion rate or a massive decrease in CPC to have a better ACOS on that day. And we converted very well. Conversion rate over doubled on the deal of the day, really just showing how compelling that offer was and the targeting that we were doing was extremely relevant. Sure. So... Comparing that to DSP, we ran DSP retargeting on the day of, like I had been talking about. We served about 900,000 impressions that day and had over $12,000 in retargeting sales. Overall, we had 45,000 sessions on that day, the deal of the day. Um, $167,000 in total sales at an 11% tacos. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and so from that, uh, so walk me through what you did during the day. So we retargeted them. So we were aggressively retargeting them with just DSP. Did you use sponsored display at all or focus just on the DSP side? I used DSP where I could. There's a lot more benefits with using DSP. Some of the ASINs that we had deal the day on, even with all the ad spend that we had done, still didn't have enough a big enough size to retarget. And we use sponsor display retargeting for, I believe, one ASIN that had a deal. Sure. sure. So focused on DSP, just due to the increased controls and how you could really boost like frequency and everything during the actual event itself. Yeah, the frequency caps are huge and the ability to kind of tailor bids between Amazon placements and off Amazon placements really gives you the best control for showing up where you know you're going to convert best. So sure. by increasing bids for on Amazon placements, you know, that's really going to help with the conversion aspect, which is the most important part about these retargeting campaigns. Sure. Yep. So some major strategy is during the day of now let's take advantage of this huge audience we've built and make sure that we're reaching them and letting them know that, all right, prices are discounted to you come here. And then like you were saying, it's awesome to see ACOS actually drop when our average order value, our retail price, our sales per order drops quite a bit. 
because um, now you have to make that up in conversion rate. So, you know, for instance, if I have a $20 product and now I take it down to $10, like to get the same A cost, I either have to double conversion rate or cut CPC in half. And so it's really conversion rate in this instance, like the sale price probably drove a lot of people to convert. Um, but the other aspect that really came in there is we're drawing in this warmer audience that's already been exposed to the product. So then when they see that combined with the sales price, they're going to be much more likely to convert overall. Yep. And we had all of the same ranking campaigns that we had been using to build the audience active, all of the conquesting campaigns. So they kind of served as a dual purpose. You know, before we had the deal, the compelling offer, we were getting a lot of clicks. Conversion rate wasn't quite as high. When we had that compelling offer, we did very well conquesting. We did very well at top of search. In addition to that, I set up some SB campaigns as well, just to make sure that real estate was in our control um, sure. on the deal of the day. And again, doing that for the same set of keywords that we had been building rank for these last three to four weeks. And the thought there is, you know, we know that the search volume for this is massive. You know, as far as the category goes, it's the top one, two, three, four, five keywords by search term volume. So getting as many impressions possible when we have the compelling deal is huge. Sure. Yeah. And what's cool too is like, I know you're not even going through results from like what happened after, but like there are benefits after this whole case too, you know, cause you've already generated all these other people that there's going to be some that didn't convert on the deal of the day, but now they're just, they're continually exposed to the brand. They're probably going to be more likely to purchase in the future too. And you also increase that sales velocity, which could potentially help organic ranking and relevancy and all that other good stuff too. So even though like results were awesome for this day and the lead up to it, I, I'm sure there's a ton of other outside benefits that we see from this too. Yeah, we got the Amazon's Choice badge in our relevant category on that day and you know for the couple weeks after. So we really saw just the total boost at, of sales velocity and what it did to our organic ranking. So it definitely paid dividends after the day. Sure. And it's just great to have kind of both of those things happen almost simultaneously. You know, the great sales day on the deal of the day. Yeah. And then the prolonged ranking boost and all of the sales that came in organically because of that. Sure. Sweet. Yeah. So how do these results compare? Like if you're looking at this versus like Prime Day or other items, like how, how you had to manufacture all this traffic on this single day, random day at the end of May. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so how does it compare to like Prime Day or other items like that? Yeah. So for the same brand on Prime Day, we were really piggybacking off of all the marketing and the exposure that Amazon does for Prime Day. And we didn't have the same types of upper funnel spend going on. We didn't have these conquesting campaigns going. Um, we are basically all the time using these ranking campaigns in some instances for a core set of products. Um, so we did have that going for us. Actually, on Prime Day, we had about 1 million impressions, so about a half million less. We had about $40,000 in sales, so a couple thousand more. And ACOS was at 18%. So how was that one compared to the, the deal of the day? Deal of the day was 25. Okay, sure. So, and I really think the big point there is we had manufactured all of this traffic, all of this demand on the deal of the day to increase sales as much as we had done. On Prime Day, people are coming to Amazon.com knowing that they're going to spend money, knowing that there's going to be deals, you know, before they even get there, they're planning on buying something, right? So there's this increased purchase intent 
kind of surrounding Prime Day. So we saw very nice conversion rate increases on Prime Day, and that you know helped ACOST, knowing that you know AOV also declined during that time. Average order value. Average order value. I apologize. <laughs> We're used to talking in yeah. our acronyms here. It's like yeah, code language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I I know you've got one other cool example, too. So like Prime Day, typically what we like to do is we know traffic's going to increase. We increase budget along with that to make sure that we're not running out of budget early. Um, But we do have some accounts that are budget limited or say they're running some major discounts during Prime Day and just from a margin perspective, can't support the increased advertising. And so I know you have a cool case study from another client on Prime Day that was kind of in that instance where they didn't want to increase budget overall on prime day um, and just kind of what what's the strategy you took there yeah so almost a polar opposite from what we had been talking about we've been talking about manufacturing traffic that's obviously coming as an expense spending via upper funnel dsp these conquesting strategies you know there's a lot of dollars going into building these retargeting pools getting the impressions up getting the organic ranking up to then capitalize on that deal of the day and or prime day This account specifically, with the margins that we were operating on, with the discounts on Prime Day, you know, we weren't in a position to spend as much as we could. We were about breaking even on every sale. And we really view Prime Day as a day to increase organic ranking, knowing that those sales down the road will be profitable, and to build brand exposure and awareness. Yeah, and with this brand too, there's a high repeat purchase rate. It's a consumable product. So if we can get the that initial purchase too, there's a high potential for future purchases down the road too. Yeah, definitely. These guys use retargeting and repurchasing campaigns. Like Joe had mentioned, it's a consumable. So really getting that first sale in the door is huge. And even if that doesn't come at the best A cost, Knowing that they're going to be coming back down the road, that's going to make up for it in the long term with high CLV. So specifically for customer the, lifetime value, customer lifetime value. Yeah. Jeez, Joe, you're quick. <laughs> so for this one specifically, you know, we didn't raise account level budget. I did move it between campaigns when they were running out of budget early and kind of made sure that brand offense was the main one that we were feeding. But we had a couple of ranking campaigns for high volume category targets as well that definitely took up a lot of spend. So on the two days of Prime Day, we spent $3,500 and returned about $58,000 in sales, which is a 6% A cost. Drastically different. I mean, if it was good margins on that day, we could have spent way more. And sales would have looked just as good and a cost would have looked just as good. Limiting it to brand defense and some of those rank campaigns. I mean, with the sales velocity that we saw, it it still didn't equate to enough profit to make sense for me to have that recommendation. So knowing that my client had these low margins, knowing that, you know, it's really used for increasing organic ranking and building Um, more brand exposure and awareness as a consumable product. Definitely had the conversation beforehand and went into Prime Day knowing that I was going to be budget limited the whole time. Sure. So being as tactful as possible, you know, putting spend where I'm going to best achieve those goals was really the main focus of the day. Yep. Yeah. And this is kind of a fun case too. So if you're going into some of these major shopping event days, 
you have different options. You know, you've got a certain margin that you have on your products. And so one could be really increased spending to try to drive traffic through like advertising. You could do the combined approach, um, which Noah's initial client did, the first client that we talked through did with the deal of the day, along with advertising, if you have the margin to support it especially. Or you can take this approach where, all right, if you have tighter margins, now you have to maybe make a trade-off between, all right, what's going to have the biggest impact? Is it going to be increased advertising on this day? Or do I drop my price to try to increase conversions because people are going to be looking for a deal? And then maybe I had to cut back or keep my advertising constant. And so this was a fun one where Noah was sitting down with their client and saying, all right, if you're going to have to decrease your price for this, your margin's already pretty low. Let's just keep advertising where it's at. We'll use it as efficiently as possible. We'll make sure we're continuing to protect your brand so you know competitors aren't coming in and poaching it. And let's keep the ranking campaigns going. But then, all right your price drop is probably going to have more of an impact than us increasing our advertising. And so this is another case too, that I I know when we focus, we focus a lot on the advertising side coming into these events, but from a bigger picture, you need to look at what's going to have the biggest impact. And in this case, like I, I think it was the right call too. And we saw the impact of deals from prime day. And so cutting price and keeping advertising constant, probably a great call for that client as a whole. Um, and love how you were able to talk through it with them and give them that recommendation. Like, hey, let's leave advertising where it's at. You're already giving up a lot of margin here. Feel like that's going to be the better option for you. Yeah, with with the margin that we were operating with, it just didn't make sense to spend as much as we could, knowing that there really was no true profit coming in on those days. So that being said, we still hit number one in the category. I mean, those numbers were pretty incredible. What we had done organically really helped. So super, super cool case study there. And I feel like it's kind of the polar opposite. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, these have been a couple of cool examples on one, how to generate traffic outside of different events. So just to recap, some key things are implementing ranking campaigns. So focusing on those top keywords, really focus on those top converting placements, like typically sponsored products, top of search, some competitor targeting, typically through like product targeting, and then potentially upper funnel strategies through DSP. All these are going to drive more clicks. They're going to build up that audience. And then during the day of now we can use tools like DSP retargeting or even sponsored display retargeting to drive that traffic back and also emphasize, especially if you're running a deal, like come on in and um, build up that traffic and manufacture that traffic for the event. And then we also talk through on Prime Day, kind of two different situations too. Like let's get more aggressive on advertising. Saw some great results there. On the other side, all right, let's keep advertising kind of constant. And as a proportion, we're actually cutting back advertising that day for traffic. But price had a big impact and the deal had a big impact, which drove great results. So overall, a lot of fun things that you can implement, but especially if you're looking at manufacturing that traffic outside of peak days, these are some great strategies that that Noah implemented. So Noah, appreciate you coming on the podcast. These were a couple awesome examples. So thanks for walking through that. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here, Joe. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And for everybody who's listening, if you're looking for more resources or case studies, feel free to check out our website at advanced.com or also feel free to connect with ad advance or me primary sources linkedin but you can connect on facebook too and as always we really appreciate you listening and we'll see you on the next episode